Welcome to episode three of Cyberbytes the podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Cooper, co-founder of Esperon Search. This week's guest, we have CISO Jeff Moss. Jeff is currently looking for his next CISO role, having just finished up with Rebellion Defense. He has such an interesting story to tell, having gone from a product security engineer to a CISO in just four years. Here it is. How are you, mate? Doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, all good. Busy, busy, but um, really excited to have you on the pod, actually. Um, I know you've got a really interesting background. I know we've spoken a little bit over the last couple of weeks as you're looking for a new role. So I think this is a good opportunity to to really talk about your background and what value you can really add to a new organization. Um, so yeah, with all my guests, I've been starting right at the beginning and sort of going through the career. So yeah, where it all started for you, Jeff. Yeah, hey, I appreciate ha- uh, being on. Um I actually started in, on the business side. Um, <clears throat> so I did project and program management for the state. I actually uh, managed the construction projects, uh, IT projects, you name it. From there, I moved into program management and uh, leadership development, um, organizational change management, and process, process improvement. Uh, uh, probably about eight or 10 years in, I decided, hey, these these projects that I'm managing that are IT and they're pretty exciting, like, I want to do that stuff. Like, I want to be in that. Um, so I actually went back and got my post-baccalaureate in computer science and re- reinvigorated my career. I was working on a, um, a legislative IT project for the um, Oregon PERS system at the time. And I made a deal with the CIO. I said, uh, hey, I'll, I'll help get this over the line, but I actually kind of want to do a little bit of programming. So we kind of have it had a deal in place where I was managing that project and kind of getting into the tech field. What's that like going back to school, Jeff? Oh, man, it was brutal. <laughs> it was tough, right? Um, I actually had like a, an hour commute during the time. At the time, uh, I was, you know, doing post back, and I was also working this project that was really important to the state. So... Uh, I, I am glad I did it, but I don't know that I would do it again, uh, at this moment in my life. <laughs> and so, um, from there, um, I got more and more involved in coding. I was doing more DevSecOps stuff for them. And I moved into a role at Tripwire, which was probably like my first like security, like building role where I worked on the enterprise file integrity, um, monitoring systems. Um, it's called Tripwire, you know, enterprise, and it's used to secure nuclear power plants, banks, point of sale systems, whatever is important. Um, and that that company was very like security forward, and so that was a great experience for me to kind of leap in and say, "Wow, I really love security," and here are some opportunities where I can actually help out on security. And they were very open to that, and that's I think where I got like my foot in the door in security. Got it. So with you, so you was actually building the tripwire solution. Yes. Got you. And was that a, a large team or was that just how, how big, big was it at the time? Uh, at the time, I think there were uh, about, I think, six core team members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. There were a lot of teams that supported the overall tripwire products. So we all worked together pretty closely. But in terms of the core team members, there are about six or seven. Got you. So after Tripwire, then you went on to Off Zero. Cool. What yes. was you? What was you doing there? 
Oh, so that was my very first like pure security role. Um, and basically I worked in product security as a product security engineer, securing Auth0's um, identity access management product. Um, so, you know, typical product security duties were like threat modeling, um, helping build like secure libraries, doing all the like typical DevSecOps types type things. I actually built a um, an attack library for the OpenID um, Connect and OAuth 2. Um, basically, this attack library was used to use the, um, the test products to see if there were common problems that were attack vectors for both OpenID Connect and uh, OAuth 2. So that was kind of one of the things kind of, that I was really proud about uh, building. Nice, nice. Can uh, can anyone get access to that? Or <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just messing. So obviously, you've then gone on to after Auth Zero. Where did you go? Yeah, I went to a place called uh, F Nine Teams, and they did uh, contracting work for the Air Force, and I helped build a um, a supply chain security solution using Kubernetes um, to do like ephemeral scans on the Air Force's command control applications. It was very cool. It was a really fun project. From there, um, that company, F9, was contracting with another company, Rebellion, and I jumped into Rebellion uh, as a early security hire at Rebellion, helped build out their risk management program, their um, cloud security program, product security programs, uh, security architecture programs, and yeah. build their basic infrastructure for security. Got it, got it. So obviously you've gone from a product security engineer to a CISO pretty quickly, like three, four years. Like how did that all evolve so quickly and how did you adapt? And so I think it's quite an interesting journey because that just, you wouldn't sort of see that on your traditional resume, someone going from a product security engineer and then bringing a CISO within the next four years. How, do you, how did that happen? <laughs> Uh, actually, I kind of feel like I hit the sweet spot for me. Um, I started on the business side. I have an MBA. Uh, you know, I, I've seen that side, I think, of the business. And it was like my first opportunity to say, oh, there's a need there. I have the technical skill set to help us bring us there and then uh, operate it. And so that was kind of like once I saw those opportunities and I said, well, I can I can do that and um, just tackle it and make it happen and where there's a need. And this is one of the things that I found very true for security for me is that there's always a need somewhere where there's just, it's something that's dangling. That's like, no one's working on it. If there's a need, the company needs, it's an important. And then if you dive in on that, all of a sudden people go, Oh, well go to that person. (laughs) So yeah, it's been, it's been great. But how does someone go about that? Like you say about diving in, just straight in. How, how does someone like effectively build security strategies and sort of being a, a completely green to it? Like, how did you learn, or do you have help, or yeah, how did that come? Yeah. How did it just seem sort yeah. of? How did it happen? You know? <laughs> yeah, have it like a, a good mentor network um, is really important. I, I think you know, learning from others and like what they've dealt with. I am a complete bookworm. I'm actually reading uh, Chris's uh, Startup Secure, uh, which is a great book. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, about halfway right through there. it. I'm really loving it. So uh, I, I mean, I have, I have 
I, I probably should publish a list of all the books that I've read that have just really been helpful for me. I know there's books out there that are helpful for others too. Uh, really build that mentor network. If you're just starting in security also, or want to just reach out to the security team, you'd be surprised how many like uh, security folks are like extremely excited to have somebody have have a somebody on the other side like the bit on the business side to connect with and be a champion um i think just adding exposure to wherever you're at you know uh, when i was at tripwire i was working on um security sorry about the dog he's playing with so good always um so i was working on like security bugs uh helping with the pen tests those types of things and that you know those roles will grow there is it where there's a need people will see it mm. how did you drive like the the security culture uh rebellion that's a tough one for i think all companies um i think you really need to meet people where they're at mm-hmm. in the security culture you have to really know at what level where will people are, do we, are we talking about engineers who are, are really skilled on like the technical side and so we need to focus more on the supply chain. Are we talking about people who maybe aren't as tech savvy and are on the business side, right? And so I think you really need to know where people are at. You have to start with basics and you have to keep it short and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I was talking about some privacy aspects and I related it to pineapple on pizza and you know, <laughs> just keep it light and um, try to make it quick so that people are still engaged. Yeah, got it. But obviously, you as a technical, you as a technical guy. What about the the GRC stuff? People say the boring stuff. Some listening to this might might not think that. But how about all the compliance and all the the the, the NIST and the different sort of um, regulations? Getting up to date with all of that. Like, how was that exposure? And obviously, being a technical guy. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, this kind of reminds me a bit about. Um, the post between like the technical CISO and the strategic CISO, right? Like at, at the startup phase, you really are very hands-on, uh, but you really need to have an eye for what, where you need to be next. And that's one of the things that I've been really focused on is like really paying attention to laws and regulations and the things that are moving or particularly around CMMC, particularly around, um, you know, the lots of uh, cybersecurity, um, um like executive orders coming out mm-hmm. yeah so the the exec order is it april i think it is that the board have to have I'm a sorry cyber- my dog is just hacking up a oh that's a a good toy. I, can't, I can't see i can't see it <laughs> that's where i got distracted i'm just um, tickling your feet <laughs> but no i think that the um the secor obviously um bringing in from April that the board have to have cybersecurity professionals on. I think that's really going to drive specifically for CISOs being the, the need for a CISO within an organization, particularly for financial services. Yeah, well, particularly uh, around uh, private equity. I think we're going to start to see a, a big change. We've already started to see that with some private equity firms being much more strict about their cybersecurity due diligence. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're only going to just see more shifts there. Uh, this is just my own personal opinion, but with, you know, the start with public companies, they could see private equity following along. Yeah. You, you mentioned earlier about having a good mentor. Like, how, how did you find a good mentor? And 
Yeah, I, I think um, it depends on what you're you're kind of looking at at the time. Uh, I really like this theory. I, I forget where I, I read it, but it's this paintbrush theory where um, if you paint on the wall, the the harder and longer that you hold the paintbrush on that wall, that line on the wall, the longer the drips. Mm-hmm. And that's like your specialization. And then, of course, like the, the stroke is like your breadth. So I look at it as you'll need to grow and learn different things throughout your career. And sometimes you'll have to be that expert and you'll have to exert that pressure and that depth and the time. And, um, and that is where I, I look for mentors, particularly is I really need to expand the skill set. Hey, you are really knowledgeable in this area and it doesn't matter who it is. It could be, um, you know, somebody that you casually met and made friends with or whatnot, but has that experience. And that's kind of how I look at it is as I need it. Um, and, and then also being that person, uh, where other people, as they need it, you know, throughout their careers, they're looking to grow and expand. Mm. Are you mentoring at the moment? Are you, are you actually mentoring anybody? Not right now. Um, but I have, um, I have mentored, um, other post students that were kind of moving from other careers into like technical careers. These students have been people who are very um, like nurses. They've been in kind of like in a bunch of different roles. Mm-hmm. And it's really exciting to see them jump into the technical aspect because then they also have that business side too. And they can start to see those connections about where value happens at like the intersection of technology. Mm, got it. When you as a hiring manager, what, what sort of traits would you be looking for from, from new staff when you're onboarding them? Uh, well, first, I would say the number one thing that we always kind of joke about is that we don't hire jerks. Um, you can be the most brilliant person in the world, but if you're a jerk, you're not going to work uh, with us. So that's the that's the first thing, um, because uh, it only takes one. It only takes one to really erode the trust of a security team. And the security team is about trust. So I'd say that's kind of the first bit. Um, you know, the soft skills are really important, the communication pieces. But when we start talking about the technical skills, we actually um, we actually uh, align the job description with actual um, questions associated with those so that candidates, candidates get no surprises, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're expected to have some sort of like coding experience, then there'll be some sort of coding uh, like assessment. Yeah, got it, got it. What about academics? Obviously, you went back to school to then sort of shift into security. Like, what's your take on academics and having an academic background to to get into security? Because some of the best people I know have none, but I know some companies are still putting, you must have a computer science degree as a minimum um, on their job specs. Like, is academics something that you're, that you look for, or is that just? That's a good question. Um... I would say that I wouldn't weight it as heavily, um, but it is a nice to have. So um, one of the things, you know, on the technical side, I think it's a little bit easier to get away with uh, not having like a formal education. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as I think you get more strategic, more about the programs, more about the business. And I think that there needs to be that business acumen, uh, particularly in a leadership role. So 
at some point, I, I do think there might be uh, a little bit of a ceiling for those who don't have the, the education, mm-hmm. but there might also be other ways to counteract that too, sure. right? So like, I wouldn't say that it, it, it's one or the other. Um, it really depends on each person's journey and kind of what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a great question because I got asked it by um, Merco from HelpNet Security a couple of weeks ago and he interviewed me and he said, like, what what are, what are companies looking for um, in terms of academic backgrounds? And I've got business that don't give a damn about academics or anything like that. But then I've also got clients where they look for Ivy League, the, the hedge funds particularly are looking for Ivy League 4.0 GPA. <laughs> And um, it's just sort of, there's a, a big contrast, but yeah, I just wondered what your pers- perspective on it was. What, what, what's next for you then, Jeff? What, what, what's next for you? Well, right now um, I'm enjoying a, I think I'll be going to Universal Studios. So, awesome. <laughs> so that'll be, that'll be the next thing. Um, I am definitely looking at a few different kind of opportunities, um, particularly kind of like the startups in the early validation phase and a couple on the growth stage. So definitely love the startup world. Um, it's an exciting place to like build from scratch, move quickly and be a part of really cool yeah. like opportunity. Absolutely. So at the startups. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just to close this out then what, what, what advice would you, you give to somebody that's in a similar position to you was maybe what, seven to ten years ago like one in a shift in career and what advice would you give them i would say don't be shy um you could i would bet that if you reached out to your like if you work even if you work at a big organization if you reached out to your CSO and said i would love to be more involved in security in some way they would find out a way to uh find some space for you to do that um so don't be shy get closer to those that you want to, you know, do their job and like get closer to them, get more exposure to that and be hungry for knowledge and, and just keep reading and growing. Um, yeah. You, yeah. you brought up reading a couple of times. Well, what's, what's been your like favorite book if you were to shortlist to one? Oh, that's tough. Um, boy. Um, I'm probably between, um, I really like Adam Shostak's threat modeling book, um, yeah, on the technical side, mm-hmm. uh, cause it ties in a lot of, a lot of the technical pieces. Um, the uh, CISO desk references of course are great because you can just guide, kind of go to them. Like I have a question about this thing. Um, I gotta say, I'm really loving that startup secure book. It's a great read it's a, a really light like digestible read mm. uh, but has a lot of really good nuggets there and i just i can only wish that all ceos read that book right that are like starting their startups because um <laughs> agree you'll save so much money <laughs> yeah agreed well listen jeff been an absolute pleasure having you on um uh, it's right. made me laugh that your dog's been tickling your feet and you've been trying not to laugh the whole time so <laughs> yeah. um Good luck with the search. I'll put your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. People can contact you directly anyways, but always a pleasure to catch up.